What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Picks Against the Spread. Week four coming at you. I'm Corey McAndrew with my co-hosts and friends, Nico DeLuca, Charles Giacometti, and Jason Anderson. We're going to get right into it. Same format as last week. We really liked that. The guests were awesome. We had some great guests, some big hits, some plus money underdog hits. My week was fucking phenomenal. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I had Colts. I had Dolphins. My lock hit. I had a, a monster free bet from Hard Rock that I threw on the, on the Ravens. So I was super happy with that. And then Monday night football, Jason talked me to taking the Cowboys. And I took a minus six and a half for the plus money and smoked it. Value was all over the place. Finally feel like I'm back on my feet for week three. Week four is looking tough, but I'm unwavering. Nico, how about you? Um, well, I had my lock hit Bengals minus four and a half. I absolutely put, I put probably put three to four units on that total, and then actually I, t- I tailed Corey's lock too with Ravens at minus three and a half. So that's pretty much only the two major plays we hit. I hit, but we also had a group play with Mark Andrews' um first touchdown scorer. And we want a huge chunk of change on that too. So that was pretty much, I, I I only bet on a few games, but overall very very well. Jockey, yeah, honestly, it was a light it was a light Sunday for me. I mean, Saints lost. That hurt. That was my lock. You know, Nico mentioned the group play with Mark Andrews anytime touchdown. Or Nico was the first touchdown. First touchdown score. First touchdown. Andrews. Yeah. So that that made it a little bit better. But it was a light Sunday for me and looking to get back on the board this Sunday. Now, Jason, I know we're dealing with a little bit of technical difficulties, but let's hear what you got. So obviously it's been a bit of a slippery slope the past two weeks with my locks, but um, I mean, I've been making money. I've been winning my bets. I followed uh, Nico. What was your lock again? I, oh, the Bengals. I tailed you with that. I won on the Dolphins. I hit Devontae Adams. Any touch, anytime touchdown. Won a college parlay. Won the Cowboys. It was, was a, a good, good weekend like usual, but I got to pick it up with these locks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Thank you for that. I'm going to run through locks of the week quick. Right now, Nico, you are two and one. Jock, you're one and two. Jason, you're one and two, and I'm two and one. We have some pretty cheeky plays coming up this week, so we're looking forward to it. All right, guys. So for our first guest this week, we have Easton Freeze. Nico found him on Twitter. I got very intrigued. As a Colts fan, that should give you a hint to what's upcoming. Easton, why don't you run us down and, and let us know some stuff about you? Sure. So I'm Easton Freeze. I'm the director of published content at Broadway Sports Media, which is a media company here in Nashville covering all things Nashville and Tennessee sports. Um, I'm our senior Titans contributor. So I cover the Titans um, as a reporter and uh, do a lot of different broadcasting. I'm the host of the Hot Read podcast on the Broadway Sports Media Podcast Network. Um, I'm the executive producer of the Mike Herndon Show, which is a, a new show with a, a big media personality here in Nashville and Tennessee um, sports circles. So Doing a lot of exciting things, and uh, I love to gamble as well. So I, I do some weekly picks on our show, the Hot Read Podcast. That may have been the uh, the thing that ha- got me the invite onto this show, but I'm excited to be here. You know, I know Nico is a Titans fan. I already gave you the rundown. Kind of I- ironic that I'm a Colts fan. Nico's a Titans fan. No one else from our hometown, pretty sure, besides Jason's sister, another ironic one, is an AFC <laughs> South fan. So I'm sure I'm going to let you hear it about about Sunday coming up, but. Without further ado, you know, we like to keep these short and sweet. So we know you've been hitting your picks lately. So let's just get your lock out of the way. Right now we have Cleveland at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Right now, Atlanta is plus one and a half. Over-under is 49 and a half. Let us know what you got. So I'm taking the Falcons and the points. I like them to win this game outright. At home, the Falcons offense has been sneaky good this year. They're third in the league 
in terms of points. And uh, Arthur Smith, Marcus Mariota, both former Titans, doing a lot of great things, taking more shots downfield than we've seen from any Arthur Smith offense. They have some pretty good weapons in that offense. Of course, Kyle Pitts is a stud. Mariota's still, when he's healthy, a gamer that you know doesn't necessarily threaten you with his arm when they're down, but as long as they stay within the confines of the game and keep it close, he's a guy that can make you pay. Of course, Cordero has come out of the woodwork at 30 years old and decided he's going to be a running back, which is hilarious and somehow really compelling, and he's very good at it. Um, Mike Davis is a serviceable serviceable back. They've got the rookie wide receiver down there, really starting to come into his own. Olamide Zacchaeus is another receiver down there. They, they've got a lot of guys that they can they can get the ball downfield with, and it's it's shown so far this year in all three of their games. They've scored north of 20 points, and uh, you know they've had two really tough losses to start the season that I think led people to underrate them a little bit. Of course, in that first game at home, they classic Falcons move just fell apart at the end against the division rival. And then in LA, another classic Falcons move to overplay to their opponent and almost come back and beat the Rams, but again, lose in heartbreaking fashion. And then last week against Seattle, I think, I think even though it was their win, it was probably their worst performance of the year. I'd expect them to not really be wanting to rest on their laurels of that game. Um, They they were, I think that they're a much better team than Seattle is. I think Seattle's one of the two or three worst teams in the league. They should have won that game by more than they did. Their defense is really, really bad. And so Cleveland is going to be able to take advantage of that. But I don't think Cleveland's defense is nearly as good as folks think that it is. And of course, if it's a matter of two bad defenses in a game, you're looking at which offense is going to be able to put up more points. And frankly, I trust Arthur Smith's offense in Atlanta much more than I do Jacoby Brissett and the ground game with Cleveland. So give me Atlanta, not just plus one and a half, but I'd take him to win outright. I love that. My favorite fucking word is value. My favorite word. And you're giving me plus money. On the Falcons here on the money line, I, I mean, I'm going to hammer it. I think the Browns have not been impressive. Uh, they had a, a decent win over the Steelers, but it's the fucking Steelers. I'm not really too worried about it. Like you said, Atlanta scores points. I mean, that's just, they put points on the board. I think they are just going to go out there, play better football than the Browns. Almost a redemption from last week. They did not play well, just like no. you said. So I could see a, a fight coming here to kind of prove what they're worth and I love this. I think it's insane. Well, that and hey, getting... if you if you look at the splits here, there's 52% of the bets on Cleveland, but 68% of the money is on the Falcons. So that tells you that oh the high God, rollers yeah. love the Falcons this week. All of the sharp action is on the Falcons. I think that's where the smart money is. Absolutely. I like the Falcons too. Drake London's a freaking stud, dude. And I just saw um, Miles Garrett actually on a car accident like yesterday, yesterday, today. Right. I mean, he's fine, but I don't. We don't know if he's playing. Yet. I mean, you might as well take the Falcons now before that line moves. So, I mean, I I do love the Falcons here too, and I love Mariota. I mean, he's a, he's an old tight end. I mean, he didn't really give us what we wanted, but I mean, he's still a tight end. I, I just like love the Falcons here. Easton, I think you have a hell of a name, and you come from a pretty good city. No, um, why you don't like Nashville? Nashville's, Nashville's a, great, a city. great city. I don't like Tennessee. You know, are you? I, I, I like. Are you gonna guys, really? But... <laughs> is the Indianapolis boy really going to want to pit his city up against Nashville? No, it's no, not even no. remotely a competition. No, uh, listen, no. hey, yeah, you're right, you're right. City's fine. City's fine. But on Sunday, we're gonna see about the football teams. We will. No, I think good. it'll be a really good game. I think that it's too teams capable of being good that kind of suck at the moment so we'll see who who gets their act together more quickly i think this week no but i think you brought up a good point eason with the falcons offense who's going to try to uh you know flex their muscles on that on that that browns defense but i think i like the under here i think it's going to go up to 50 
Um, and I think the Browns are going to do what they try to do, establish the run game. You know, get get that ball on the ground, chew up some clock, long, long sustained drives that end in kicks. And that's what I think that's going to be their plan. Kind of suck the air out of the ball, keep that Atlanta offense on the sideline to keep that defense fresh. So I think that I think that the under might be my play here, but as an NFC South guy, I struggle to bet on the Falcons. <laughs> sure. Their inability to close games, it's every time, you know, I, and mm-hmm. I don't have the guts enough to, to bet on a team that, especially in a tight spread like this, to them to close out a game like that. I don't have the Quijones on me to do it, but I, I am going to have a little bit of, of quiche on this on the under. Okay. Yeah, I mean, when you first came in here, we started talking about you. I was in on Atlanta, and then you talked me out of it when you <laughs> kind of brought up the fact that they always lose close games. I was like, hey, the light bulb went off, and it's kind of got me a little bit hesitant now to bet Atlanta. I probably won't touch this game after hearing that again until Atlanta can consistently close games out. But I could see where you're coming from here. Miles Garrett could be out, and the Browns are pretty one-dimensional on offense, and Atlanta's been moving the ball on offense with the Kyle Pitts and London and those guys. So it'll be interesting to see. I hear you fully, but listen, scary money don't make no money, right? You got to be able <laughs> to right. go against your gut instinct, and sometimes <laughs> you got to bet the ugly teams. And this this Falcons team is no doubt an ugly team. They've been that way a long time. I I feel in my in my gut, I'm right there with you. You can't bet the Falcons, man. They don't win these close games. If it's supposed to be a close game, they're going to lose. But that's You're how right. you lose money. That's how Vegas wins, right? Damn right. There I can't go. believe you just said that. That was, uh, as Jacques will tell you, my my go-to line for the day after I turned 21 and was able to legally gamble. <laughs> walked into the casino. I've lost a lot of money saying that, but I've won more money. <laughs> there you go. That. Exactly. Well, thank you for your time. Do you have any closing remarks here? We really appreciate it. It was a, a great breakdown. You gave our viewers a lot to think about. So, No, guys, I'm happy to be here. Uh, happy to hop on anytime you need somebody to give you a bet and uh, hope everybody makes a lot of money this week. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, guys. So our next guest up, one that I am very excited for, is Gino from Bet Openly. I'm going to let him give you the rundown of, of Bet Openly because it's something that we find really interesting and something that I don't want to mess up. So Gino, without further ado, go ahead. I appreciate you, my dude. Thanks for having me. I love meeting new faces. I've been a degenerate since long before all you young bucks in the room. And I'm, the <laughs> oldest, I'm the oldest head in the room. So long story short, I used to be a, I used to sell pot. I used to be a bookie <laughs> in high school and college. I used one to fuel the other and vice versa. And I always joked around when I moved down to Argentina that like my dream was to own a sports book and I just couldn't in the US. So I started messing around with offshore and then out of nowhere, Passbook got overturned. Uh, my wife and I moved back to San Francisco and I started Bet Openly and Bet Openly is peer to peer. So my goal is to replace sports books. Sports books still have a great place in this world for long shots, for parlays, for futures. But uh, let's just say I like the Dolphins and my homie Jason down there from Miami likes Cincy, why would we both pay 10% juice? We could just take each other's bet. That's the premise. So we're peer to peer, 1% juice, make your own lines and odds. Awesome. So one thing that, as I mentioned, got our attention was I saw a tweet from you talking about sportsbook using true odds. So that's going to lead into your pick for us this week. Thursday night football, normally jocks our specialist, but I think he could, he could pass you the mic for tonight. So why don't you just recoup that tweet for us and, and let us know your Thursday night pick before Jason loses his mind. I will. And uh, I don't want to, I don't want to make people's heads explode. I actually made a very simple statement and it was kind of nuts that some of the employees of sports books replied because it means I struck a chord. <laughs> like I don't, I'm big on TikTok, and I'm not bragging. Like I don't, 
care about social media. I'm almost 40 years old, but I'm big on TikTok. I, I mess with Twitter because I like reading and I like making statements and not like all the energy that goes into a TikTok. So I just screw around on there. So I was just surprised someone with me, I don't even know my number. I probably have a thousand people following me. I'm just guessing. Um, I was surprised how many people took problematic, like said, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'll tell you all what I said. And it ain't that crazy. All I said was I've been in this game a long time. And for the first time, I'm seeing Vegas give out the true odds, which isn't a knock on Vegas. I'm saying they're getting so much action on both sides that they're just giving out the actual line and odds. I didn't say they're like buying refs. I didn't say games are fixed. I made a pretty simple statement. And the argument was they've always done that. But I'm going to tell you all this, young bucks and old heads. It's pretty much common knowledge that Vegas is so good at capping that they divide the public and don't always give out the true odds, but they'll sometimes stick lines, sometimes move them. So anyone arguing that to me is crazy. Like you're absolutely crazy. This is common knowledge. So I, when anyone argues with that, I'm like, that wasn't even my statement. Like that's obvious. That to me is, it wasn't a bold statement. I can make bullshit bold statements to piss people off. It was kind of like anyone who's everyone knows that Vegas is really good at making lines and odds and really good with playing with our mind. Yeah. That being said right now, Dolphins plus three and a half at Cincinnati. Over-unders at 47. I already made my play, so why don't you why don't you give us a quick rundown here on, on what you like? 100%. So I'll give you the whole breakdown on what to do and what not to do and what I meant by that game particularly. The examples I gave were the Cincy-Miami game and the Rams at the Niners. So what I'll tell you right now, the early value I'm seeing is under 47. Hard stop. That's the value I'm seeing is on under 47. I also believe Cincy at minus 3.5. Sorry, homie, Jason. No, is, the true, is the true line. I was waiting to bet. I was waiting to get Cincy plus one and a half, maybe minus one and a half, depending on how smart Vegas wanted to be, how cute they wanted to get. And I saw it open up at four. And I was like, dude, they're getting, they're playing with me now. They're coming into my pockets. But why I say all that now, this is like people are like, wait, you think since he's going to win, why would you bet the Dolphins? I'll tell you why, because I'm a value better. So I'm going to throw out a bunch of math, but I'm going to do it in a manner that you can just absorb it and understand. So my system has Cincy more like a 60%, 58 or so percent to win this game. So let's let's split the difference and just say Cincy has a 58% chance to win this game. I'm seeing Dolphins all the way now at plus 170. That's crazy to me. That doesn't make sense. They're not that far a dog. Injury or not to Tua, Teddy's one of the most serviceable backups in the league. This defense is nasty. They won a game they shouldn't have won. They actually played a very bad game and beat Buffalo. These are all good things in my eyes. Publics can see those as like, they should have got their ass kicked. They're not good. No, no, no. Good teams find ways to win games. So 100 times these teams play. Obviously, there's only one, but just hear me out. If you give me a 42% chance on Miami at plus 170, I'm now plus 71.4 units out of 100. Then you give me those 58 losses, I'm minus 58 units. I'm netting 13.4 units on 100. So this isn't for everyone because some people are like, yeah, but who's going to win? You don't know and I don't know. But I'm telling you right now, I'm happy if a stock makes me 13.4%. Miami Moneyline will make me 13.4% on this bet. Gino, I love a guy. I love a guy who comes on with a chain (laughs) with the last name that ends in TI. I love it. Uh, and whatever the fuck you just dropped that math on me and made my head fucking spin, probably from selling your weed, you probably got all that shit <laughs> in your fucking head. I was selling I it to it. you. 
<laughs> no, I don't need any fucking weed. I'm crazy the way it is. Yeah, but Jason, a Dolphins fan, his pants are sticking up probably. He's going to 4-0. and So, yeah, I love the play, and I love the chain. I love the whole look. I, I appreciate that, my dude, and I like that last name a lot. Uh, is it pronounced Giacometti? There you Nailed go. It. Holy like fuck. <laughs> I, right I'm Gino. My little brothers are Paulo and Dominic. We don't, we don't oh, shy away from who we are. Let me, let me jump in here quickly because I think you're going to be proud of me. I'm a poker player, so I love my math. As soon as I saw that, Jason can attest to it. I texted him all caps. I mean, I couldn't even fit it in one text, and I, I dropped it on, on Miami Moneyline. I got him at plus 165. I said, no matter who, that's so much value. I dropped the value word at least, at least five times an episode. And this is, this is one of them. I that's mean, all I, I love betting it. is. Yep. People, people think it's picking winners. Dude, if you can pick winners, fine. But if you're not getting value, you're going to end up in the red. It doesn't, yep. Picking winners isn't as important as people think. I agree with him. I mean, ultimately, I felt like it was a spot where Miami was going to get beat because, you know, they played a lot of snaps on defense or whatever. But when you get them on the money line, plus 172, I just saw on FanDuel, wherever it's like, you got to take them. They just beat no Buffalo. Brainer. They beat Baltimore. You know, it's like it's a no-brainer. And Cincinnati hasn't played great. I, I could like we we all completely agree and like I, I tell people this and I'll I'll keep it simple so I don't go too deep into it. I think since he wins this game, I was willing to put my money on them up to minus one and a half, maybe even two and a half. If I just wanted some action, I want to drink some seltzers with the homies and have some, you know, non-value action. But you give me that plus one seventy, I'm literally gonna take who I think's gonna win. I'm going to move my bets to the other side just because I think in a hundred times it pays me back. Dude, I mean, I, I love the whole math situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm huge into that too, bro. But I mean, what, what you said with the whole out of a hundred times, if you get that plus plus one seventy, it's good. I mean, dude, that that's just genius. Like I, I love it, dude. Seriously. That was awesome. Well, that was a what? really, really great breakdown. One thing we're going to do here, definitely plug some, some bet openly in, in our in our description here. That's something that I, I want to look into a little more. I've done some research on it, but it looks it looks insane to me. It looks awesome. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Thank you very much for coming on. Do you have any closing remarks for us or, or want to drop us with another bomb before you go? Yeah, all I'm going to say is I'm an OG to, to Jen, just like all of you. I love to gamble. I love action. I love talking shit. And in me, my opinion, bet openly's value prop is 1% juice. That means, and just the way it's finagled, on a loss, you save 10%. On a win, you make 8% more. So literally both sides are happy on every bet. Aside from the 1% juice, which saves people money when they win or lose, one of the best value props to me of betting is betting's talking shit. It's alpha males that want to be right. So what I like the most about it is anytime someone makes a claim on Twitter, you can go on bet openly, make the bet. You can literally customize the lines and odds. Like I'll tell people, you'll see me, I'm a diehard Niner fan. I'll say, dog, I'll give you six this week, even if we're minus two, but I just want plus 150. And you can create the bet, copy the link, and you could tweet it at someone, put it anywhere you want. It's a URL, it's an open API. And literally, you'd be amazed at how many loudmouths get real quiet when the money's right there and they forget to click. So that's what I like the most about it is it calls out the real betters. Now I got some beef because you said Niners. I was all over the Niners against the Broncos Sunday night. I mean, it would have, when, when I tell you doubled, doubled my net on the day, it would have doubled my net on the day. I picked up Jimmy G in fantasy. I expected a little more from him, and then I remembered it was Jimmy G. But I think once he gets his step back and him and Shanahan start button heads again, get the competition going, I, I, think, it'll get, I think it'll get better. I'm, not, I'm a diehard Niner fan, but I'm not one of those like, they're innocent and everything they do is right. I'm like, I'm one of those fans that like hates their team as much as they love them. <laughs> so what I will say 
in regards to that is I only do one parlay a week and it cost me 10 bands. I had oh. Baltimore money line to Indy money line, Baltimore Indy. Money line, Indy money line, Green Bay money line to Niners. And that was the one that lost it. And I literally wow. hit my boys up at halftime and I said, we didn't put them away. And, we're, and Jimmy looks terrified. He looked terrified back there. Like I was literally saying, I ain't even going to watch this game. It's a wrap. Yeah. What I, in his defense, they were really weird. They got all like emo this off season. The dude didn't even get a playbook. He didn't even get to like take snaps. But oddly, he looked better against a whack Seattle, which makes sense. But if you want the other breakdown of that tweet, it was the Rams and Niners. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I was ready. This is the opposite. I was ready to bet my Niners. Ready to bet them because we should be getting one and a half. We should be plus 125. The public's going to see what they saw in Jimmy and the Niners. They couldn't, they look like they couldn't run on a, on a D1 school. And then you have the Rams coming in who two game, you know, win streak. I know Atlanta came back at the end there, but they dominated. The public would still take the Rams minus one and a half. Why are you giving them two and a half? You're begging them to take it. And the crappy part is the money line there ain't worth it. I think it's like plus 105. And Shani does own McVay. But I was ready to bet the Niners. Give me even money. Give me pick them. I cannot take us minus two and a half in that spot after what I saw. There's just no value in that game anymore. Now, people are going to bet it. It's Monday. And that's what people were like not understanding about my tweet was like, there's just not value in that play anymore. There's There's no way I can finagle that I want money out there on that table. Think I like poker. I don't care if I have two overcards. I'm not going all in on that pot. The ROI ain't good enough. And that's it. That's what I see in that game. And I, people don't like to hear that. They want to hear who you're gonna, who's going to win and who's going to make me money. I mean, this you're was... making me think in ways I normally never do. And I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. This is, this is good stuff. Yeah. Kind, kind of eye opening away. You know, I know Nico and I kind of started to think about this last year and it kind of helped that, that we were pretty good at picking winners last year this year we're, we're still getting up to speed i'm two and one nico's two and one on our lock so it's kind of just eye-opening to see that other other people think like this too and, and that you're in the right uh you know it, it's good reassurance and, and you need that sometimes and this is definitely one of them because it's some some ballsy plays going on and so what i always want to do i want to feed your i want to feed your people um if i if i had to look for value this week i'll give you i'll give you i gave you that thursday night but i'll just give you I'll give you some systems that roll off the tongue just because I want you to always catch yourself if you're ever about to bet against them. It doesn't mean they won't win. It just means you're setting yourself up for a macro loss. So always look for home division dogs the first eight weeks. So anyone that's in a division game and they're home and they're a dog, it's not a good bet. Might win, but it's just not a good bet. Stay away from those. In addition to home division dogs, look for a home dog in prime time. We got Tampa Bay this week. Yeah. Technically, I wanted my Niners to be that. They got, I got stolen from. Now I'm going to go against my system, you know, the art versus the science. I'll just give you guys a couple things that you want, and then I'll walk away from this call. So in my opinion, there is value on Tennessee money line. Absolutely. In, in Indy. So I hate that. Fuck. I'm just telling you there's value. I wouldn't take plus three. I, I'm just telling you those two teams. I have Tennessee – Plus one twenty on that division preseason. I see. I see the hat. Big win for yeah, the boys. For sure. You can't give Tennessee plus one fifty in this spot. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna be with the homie Deluca. You just. They're. The. It's just not worth one fifty. Like you wouldn't catch me dead 
betting Indy minus 180. Dead. No. no. But the public's going to. They're going to say they beat the Chiefs. Of course they can beat Tennessee. They look at it totally wrong. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I mean, uh, any closing remarks before we before we stop uh, stop hogging your night up here? No, nah, dude, just I, I, I want to be a homie. Like, I'm, I'm here to help anyone. I have my own algorithm. I have my own systems. Yeah. I've, I've been in this game since probably before some of y'all were on the planet. Um, ask me anything. My emails are always open. Gino at bed openly. My Twitter DMs are open. Um, I'm, I mess around with TikTok probably the most. I make like a video or two a week. But yeah, just see me as a homie. And honestly, even though I own bet openly and I make money off it, just realize I'm scraping by on, on fumes. Yeah. Like it's 1%. I could have gone two. I could have gone three. I went one because I want to save everyone the most I can and still yeah. have a business. And everything will be linked below all, all your info. So uh, thank you very much again. We really appreciate it. Cheers, my dudes, and manage that bankroll. Nothing's a lock in this. Thanks, Gino. Nice thank to you. meet everyone. Appreciate Thanks, it, man. Please. Okay, so we have one more guest after our locks of the week. We had him on last week, Ted Brooks from the Sports Profits, sponsor of our show. This man smoked Air Force minus 24. He got us an exclusive play again for college football on Friday night. Nothing better than a late Friday game. So be sure to stay tuned because we're making money. Now it is time for our locks of the week. All right, Nico, you're up first. We have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans. Right now, Chargers are minus four and a half in DraftKings, minus five and a half in FanDuel, opened up at minus six and a half. So Texans are getting a lot of money here, it looks like. Over-under set at 44 and a half. Walk us through it. What do you got? I am taking a kind of a weird play. I'm taking the Chargers minus five. I am banking on Keenan Allen playing. I'm banking on Herbert playing a lot better. I'm just banking on the Chargers being more healthy last week. And then getting absolutely torched by the Jags last week of them, them just having a, a very good game coming around strong, hopefully. So I'm just taking the Chargers minus five. Not my most confident play. I was probably a few seconds away of taking Corey's lock. He stole it from me. That bastard. Nice right um, in there. <laughs> but I mean, Chargers, I mean, Chargers minus five. I see them bouncing back this week. I think minus five is a great number. I can see, I'm, I hope they went by a touchdown, but we'll see. So Chargers minus five. I'm going to let this get down to – I think it's going to get down to maybe three and a half. I think Texans are still going to get some money with uncertainty at four and a half. If it gets down to three and a half, I'll take the Chargers. I don't really know what to do here because, Nico, like you said, yeah, Chargers have been playing better, but Herbert Steele de- dealing with some injuries, and Texans are kind of surprising people uh, with, with Davis Mills out there. So this one might be a little bit of a red flag for me. Like I said, I'm going to watch the line throughout the week and see if I could get – the best of the numbers. I actually okay. thought the line was going to shift the other way. I yeah. thought the chart. I thought that's why I took it so early. I saw my six and a half. I thought the um the money was going to go on the Chargers. I thought it was going to push like seven, seven and a half. So I wanted to keep that underhook at six and a half. But I mean, I guess I was wrong. And it's going the complete opposite way. So I mean, I'm going to wait on two and probably double down, take it at minus three and a half too if it goes down there. Might as well. At this I'm point. probably going to tell you. I think you know, seeing the Texans lose to the Bears last week was. Very disappointing. The Bears are terrible. And, you know, the Chargers, they're dealing with some injuries, and they'll overcome it. They got a they got a good enough team around to, I think, at least beat the fucking Texans by three and a half or wherever the line is. 
I like this pick. I'm talented. Nico, I like the pick, and I also like the under in this game. 44 and a half. I probably will come probably come down to 44, probably 43 and a half. I just don't trust the Texans offense to score. Herbert, you know, we all know he's a little banged up. Return of Keenan Allen, how well is he going to come back? I could see the Chargers getting out to a slow start, but then again, Texans don't score that many points. I don't see many points in the first half of this game, so I'm going to take the under and hope that they don't heat up in the second half. But, Nico, I like to play, and I like the analysis. Okay. I, I, I'm really hoping that Keenan Allen plays. This Chargers offense kind of looks lost right now with him. So, I mean, if he plays. Losing Slater is huge, too. That's yeah, awesome. I agree. Yeah, I know. But I think this offense looks, looks kind of lost without Keenan Allen. I mean, that's Herbert's favorite target, too. So, I mean, if he plays, I think six and a half is kind of stealing. So. All right. Well, Jockey, you're up next. A play I did not see coming because you know my rule is I'm not even going to give it away. I'll talk about it after. Right now we have Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. DraftKings, Minnesota's minus three. Caesars, it's minus two and a half. I know what the line opened up at. Over-unders at 43 and a half. Jockey, give us the rundown. This is fucking pathetic. I mean, I bet on the Saints last week, and I made I swore to myself it will never happen again. They are a fucking terrible team in the NFL. They do everything wrong on offense. Everything wrong. Everything you could do wrong on offense, they do it wrong. Self-inflicted wounds, penalties, not sustaining drives, block field goals. And, and, and that's another thing. When shit goes wrong on special teams, there's a serious problem. There's a serious problem with the with the special teams unit and injuries. Now we're back to the injury bug. You know, Jarvis goes out. Uh, Michael Thomas goes out. Now, you know, Kamara's in the presser saying, you know, we're shooting ourselves in the foot, and he's right. But I think Winston's the problem. He's got a back problem, and the offense sucks. They don't score points. So this one was an easy pick for me. The Vikings will have their way with the Saints just because the Saints don't score. The offense blows. No shocker here. Vikings are going to win by 10 to 17. I'm on the other side. I'm taking the Saints. I just think the Vikings' defense isn't going to be able to keep up with the Saints' weapons. And sooner or later, Winston's going to have to play within the offense, throw the check down if it's there. And, you know, Dalvin Cook dislocated his shoulder. He's going to be playing, they said. But I think the Saints, you said the Saints are getting two and a half? Yep, correct. I would probably take the Saints on the money line here. I'm probably going to. I don't see them dropping another one after they should have beat Carolina. They're better than Carolina. They'll, they'll beat the Vikings. I would have the same mindset. I mean, we held Baker Mayfield to under 100 yards passing until the middle of the third quarter. Our defense isn't the problem. Our offense couldn't score on local high school teams. It's just a proven fact. They well, suck. They, they suck. I mean, Chris Olave sh- shows up every now and then, and, and I'm glad he's on our team. But, I mean, you guys, you got guys like – Hurst and Thockmorton and, and Ruiz in the offensive line, who is supposed to be good, but he sucks too. It's just a bad, bad offense. People are calling for Jameis to get the fuck out of there, to get the red rocket in there. It, I, I agree with them. Jameis was nothing but a, a, a Band-Aid to a bad problem that happened. And Dennis Allen sucks as a head coach. Uh, that was proven coming in. He's the head coach now. He's a defensive coordinator at heart. Um, and he's not a winning head coach, and we're stuck with having it. So the best of luck to anybody who bets Saints money line. God bless your soul. It's going to be a rough <laughs> fucking evening for you. I should say morning because they're playing at the ass crack of dawn. It's going to be a very slow morning for you because 
Uh, it's not going to be very entertaining from the Saints. But you got to have more faith in your team. That's the last thing I'll say about it. I'm going to make this quick, uh, Jock. I'm going to tell you, ironically, normally it goes the opposite way. Normally Jason just says the right things to get me behind him. But after watching the Saints, I simply cannot. They are on my do not bet list. So that being said, I feel like I just kind of have to take a small stab at them. We got the Vikings line early enough, money line at minus 116. Uh, it's obviously shifting towards that now or away from that. So I'm just going to stick with what I had in there, half unit on that and, and hope it hits nothing more for me. Not really looking forward to this game in all honesty. I mean, in reality, the, the Saints should be 0-30. They should have lost week one versus the Falcons. They made a, a dramatic comeback. I mean, this, this is a bottom, this is the bottom team in the NFL, I believe too. I, I was high on them in the beginning, but I just think they're bottom now that Jameis does, is very bad. I'm I'm going with the Vikings. So I mean, I don't know. The Saints are very bad, man. They they are very bad. The only time that the offense showed any sorts of life is when Nico said when we had that comeback. When we went up tempo, it was like watching it was like watching Van Gogh paint a fucking beautiful picture right in front of my eyes. It just fucking blows. It sucks. And I mean, with with with, with Jarvis out too, and MT getting banged up, we don't know if he's gonna play yet. I mean. A lot of is not going to carry that offense. He's just not going to. I just see the Vikings just taking it to them this week. Corey, I know we got to move on, but I got to say one more thing about this game. What a letdown Alvin Kamara has been this year. Oh, my goodness. I had to stab that in there. <laughs> no, he's just better off in prison. The disconnect between Winston and, and, and Kamara is, is very, very evident. And even with the return of Michael Thomas, do you usually see Kamara line up in the slot or vice versa with Michael Thomas? It's just not happening. It's just, it, the disconnect is there. Nothing, nothing is clicking. It's bad. They're in all sorts of fucking disarray. All right, so we could possibly dedicate this as one of our shitball games of the week. But Jason, you're up next. We have the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. In a move I didn't see coming, Jason, tell us what your lock is. I took the under here on in this game. I was looking at the slate, and I realized that this is one of the highest totals on the weekend. And, you know, I just think Detroit, sooner or later, their offense is going to slow down, and Seattle can't score points. And the fact that it's at 50 or whatever, I just had to take the under 100%. I was stuck between this one and the Raiders on the money line. I just feel like this one's the better bet. You didn't want to go back to the well with Vegas, huh? No. <laughs> but I hope you guys can me because there's no way these two bad a team should have that high of a number. Yeah, I'm on it. I mean, nothing to even really discuss here. There was a trend last year too. I think normally you flip flop on, on your locks. Like it's, I think you're going to get into a rhythm here. And, and I I'm not seeing is, it. Well, I'm, not. I'm really not. I, I think know? this, I think this is a good play though. And I'm going to tell you probably half unit just, just so I could have you texted me in all caps throughout the day on it. So I'll, I'll probably tell you. I'm actually going the other way. I actually like the over in this. Lions are averaging 33 points a game, and Seattle's averaging 18 points a game. And both these defenses have not shown any light whatsoever. I could see this being 35-21. Seattle scoring super late in like a blowout type, garbage time type score. I mean, the Lions, the Lions, I honestly don't see the Lions offense slowing down against Seattle. I mean, they, they put up 35 points against the Eagles, who have, are supposed to have one of the best defenses in the league. This, 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 even even though DeAndre Swift is going to be out for the next few weeks, Jamal Williams is just as good. I just don't see this offense slowing down. I think Seattle's going to score a few <laughs> touchdowns, one touchdown late. So I have the over. You say Jamal Williams is just as good as Swift? Not really. I mean, he's not just as good, but he does the same amount of damage. Just like how Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were out last year, 
and that Dearness Johnson balled out. So, I mean, he's going to put up similar numbers. Fair. That's fair. I just want to put this into perspective here because I could see this this – this line closing around 51. I think people will be have the same mindset. It will go up to 51. But Bills Ravens, the line right now, or the over-under right now, is 51 and a half. And those are the t- probably the two most high-powered offenses in the league. And it's, it's still at 51 and a half. So I don't think these offenses are that explosive. I don't know if they get to 50 points. It's going to be Seattle that's who it's going to be. Detroit will score. I don't see Seattle scoring. But then again, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, all right, does does D, when is DK going to get in the end zone? When is Lockett going to get in the end zone? Like they got to get in the end zone soon. They got to score points at some point. So hey, you're right. Three, Lions are also three zero covering the over. I mean, it's no joke. They're three zero covering the over. I feel like fifty is a good number. If it goes up to fifty one, fifty one and a half, then I might be interested in, in going in the under. But fifty on the dot might be a. a might be a bit fishy. I might hold off on that one. All right. So my lock is last. As Nico already mentioned, I kind of sniped this one right away from him right before he said it. This should be no surprise to our listeners from last year. I'm going right back to the team that was my lock. What, Nico? Five, five, six, seven times? They made me so much yeah. money last year. It was unbelievable. We have Arizona Cardinals at the Carolina Panthers. Right now, Panthers are minus two, over-unders 42 and a half. I'm getting excited. Give me the fucking cards money line, an underdog on the money line for my lock of the week. Are you fucking kidding me? I already bombed this Sunday night. I'm going to bomb it again. (laughs) Fuck the Panthers. Everyone knows I fucking hate the Panthers. Fuck the Panthers. They did not deserve to win that game. They have one good player on the football team, and it's not DJ Moore. It's not Robbie Anderson. It's not fucking, fucking Baker Mayfield. His name's Christian McCaffrey, and I don't give a fuck who he is. Cardinals on the money line every which way, not even twice, fucking four times on Sunday. Give it to me. Give me all the fucking juice. I, I, I milked this harder than my lock for him. Serious. I, I milked this thing. I mean, I, you told me about it. I was like, yo, I can't find a Venom GM. Like, what the fuck? And then finally it pops up, dude. I just I put a fucking nuke on it. I mean, a nuke. Probably one of my biggest bets ever placed. So I love it. I love it. This, this, listen, this is not just Corey's lock. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him. I'll be nice. I'm gonna give it to him. This is a Corey slash Nico lock. I'm taking <laughs> this one too. I love it. Good pick, Corey. I'll be honest. I fucking hate it. I think shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking the Cardinals. Honestly, when I saw this, I was like, wow, that's like it's fishy because Carolina's been so bad on offense. I like this a lot more than my lock. Good pick, Corey. I'm telling you, 100. percent Isla Murray's fresh off a double XP weekend. He's going to be well-rested. He's going to be fired up on the road. It's probably going to be warm in Carolina. And he, he, I like it. We have a squad ride here. We do. We had a squad ride last week, too, with the Ravens. And yep, I got a little nervous. Ride. We had a red flag. Uh, you know, that rose the red flag for me. But then I remembered, who the fuck am I? Who am I afraid of? Nobody. You know, and especially not the fucking Carolina Panthers. Especially not the Panthers. Oh my God! This we, is two, Nico, we, right. we, we had a squad with the, the Bengals too. Dude, dude, this, Both this, of our locks were squad right. This has got to be my bet of the year. I'm gonna say it. It's got to be. I would have said, it, dude. I would have said it was Ravens last week, but looking at this line, it has to be, which is terrifying. Because, like Jason said, with the I value like, too, Corey. Dude, what, you dude, I know. The v- are you shaming me? No V word. <laughs> There's nothing better, dude. I mean, I'm I'm terrified because I feel like Vegas knows something. But that's the one V word I'm not afraid of. 
We love vodka, value, and I'm going to let you kids use your imagination for the other. Hail me. Don't even fucking think about it. Just just panned it. Put the hammer down. All right, guys. So for our last guest this week, Ted Brooks, again, had to bring him back after the, the winner last week. I know Jason's going to be quiet today after after <laughs> after his doubt. I've been thinking about Jason week. all week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was pretty happy. I, I, I tailed you. I tailed you on Air Force there. I was a little nervous at first. And then uh, about the third quarter, I was actually at work. Third quarter, I looked at the game and I said, wow, OK, I'm good to go. So. Um, well, yeah, what surprised me about that game was how many points they gave up and still covered. Actually, yeah. I was shocked about that. So they really can put up the points. I like him again this week, by the way, guys. Minus okay. 15. Not as much as I loved him last week, but I like him again. I haven't looked into the game much, but just at first glance. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, uh, Ted, again, just don't want to forget from Sports Profits, you know, the sponsor of our show. So uh, without further ado, this week, a game I'm now looking forward to again. I'm looking at the lines right now. It looks like Washington at UCLA. Washington is minus three, over under 66. Ted, yeah. what do you got? High-flying teams. Well, these are two teams who are both undefeated, but they haven't really played anyone seriously, any serious teams yet. And this week, now they're facing each other, and it's like, they're, it's like their season starts this week. Um, Washington's been a big shocker. I mean, they're ranked 15th. They blew out Stanford, blew out Michigan State, which I'll dig into those two games in a second here. But they have a top 20 offense. They're throwing the ball like crazy. Just very good stuff. Um, Like I said, both teams have weak opponents. But, you know, Washington's offense is led by Michael Penix. He's 64.3% passing uh, completion percentage, 172 passer rating. On the other side of the ball, Dorian Thompson-Robinson for UCLA, same thing. 100 and what is it 167 passer rating 75 percent completion so it's all really good stuff there they're both 4-0 they're both flying high with the ball UCLA is running the ball like crazy and their defenses are are both very good also so I want to dig into some numbers here and, and talk about last year UCLA went into Washington last year as the dog very similar line I think they were plus two last year and they won the game by seven the one weakness on both teams is the Huskies D. It's a little questionable, um, but let's dig into it. So I'm going to go with some against the spread numbers first and foremost. Washington, four and one against the spread in their last five. Yeah, great stuff. But UCLA is also five and two against the spread in their last seven. They're both covering spreads. When you pinpoint the matchup, Washington is one and four in their last five against the spread against UCLA and one and eight in their last nine straight up in UCLA. So those are interesting numbers. Now, offensively, you got number eighth ranked offense as far as scoring goes versus number 18th ranked offense as far as scoring goes. But once again, all these numbers are skewed because they haven't really faced anyone yet. So you look at UCLA, two and two against the spread. Let's look at the spreads that they didn't cover. One was against Alabama State, which it was a 48-point spread. And they won 45 to seven. Fair. So to me, they didn't cover the spread, but they still crushed them. Maybe they just didn't care very much. And the other one was against the South Alabama team, who's surprisingly very good. They're five and zero oh against the spread in the last five, going back to last year, South Alabama. So those are their two against the spread losses. Washington, on the other hand, they're four and zero oh against the spread, but against the Stanford team, who is zero oh and ten in the last ten, and against a Michigan State team, Michigan State. Is probably the best team they've faced, and they're a solid team. But if you look at their numbers versus UCLA's numbers, 
not even close. So I'm looking at this game. I'm looking at UCA, UCLA as a small dog at three. And I'm saying, let's take this thing. Let's buy it to three and a half, play it safe. And even if UCLA does lose, I do not see them losing by more than a field goal. This is going to be a tight, close game. UCLA, they're the more balanced team. Okay. So Washington comes into this game with the high flying passing game, but not very much of a run offense. And UCLA comes into this team a little bit of the opposite, but more balanced. And I think the balance goes to UCLA and I think the win goes to UCLA. And one more thing, there's massive public money on Washington. Everybody's on Washington. And I was just doing some quick looking. And all the cappers are on Washington also. Like all the, the guys that post online, everybody's on Washington. So that makes me feel more confident. That's yeah, and I, I, like, uh, I like that Phoenix kid. I, he's the transfer from Indiana. He's always in a tight game. He's a gamer. He's a baller. I, I trust him. He's played in some big games and so, in some nice environments. But I also like Charbonnet on the other side. I like the UCLA back. And, and I agree with you. This is going to be a, a 293 game. yards. He's averaging seven yards a carry. scored yeah. four touchdowns in three games. He's very good, yes. He's a very good back. Yeah, Charbonnet's a good back. But, you know, like I said, Phoenix is always in a close game. And, and it's going to come down – like, I, I, it could come down to the last possession. It, it, his whole career, he was always in close games. So, the value pick is definitely UCLA. I could get behind that. You know, if you're looking for a, a late-night play – Absolutely. This is this is a great nightcap. This is a great nightcap. Here's the thing. I think most of the public money is on Washington because one, they're ranked. They won't go into you know depth with with statistics and where the money is. And half the country's asleep when these guys play. They see a ranked team playing an unranked team. They'll take the ranked team, hope they wake up in the morning with money in their bankroll. I, I agree with you here. I will now have money on on UCLA. We just had a uh, skip before this. We're talking about value play. This is a great value play. You're going to get them at plus 130, probably 135 on books. Why not? Take a stab at it late night. No matter what the sport is, there's always better value in the beginning of the season than the end of the season, so I love that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a good one. And, 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 you know, us us true sports betting guys love late-night plays because – you know, we're still busy when the early games go off, but we get to sit down. Everything's done for the day. We get to sit down and watch our last bet of the day. So love love late night action. I'm going to keep this short. Keep this sweet. You're one and all for me. No reason to disbelieve <laughs> now. I'm a tail. As Jock said, we just had Gino from Bet Openly. Ran us through what it means, like what value means essentially. And this is almost the definition of what we were talking about. So the signs, uh, if I could steal a line from, from Jersey Jerry, the signs are, are pointing UCLA money line here for sure. I love it. I'm going to be on it and tell you again. Hopefully make some more money with you. Awesome, guys. I, I really I really didn't dig, dig too, too deep in this game, but, I mean, I'm just going to tell you here. I mean, plus three at home too, especially when Jock said Penix is always some for some reason in always close games. I'm going to take the plus three probably unit or two. And it's kind of sprinkled the money line. I, I love this play too. Good pick. Money lines, money lines, solid. If you want to, I want to play it safe. I want to go two and zero for you guys here. This is an exclusive play for you guys, by the way. I'm not posting Perfect. this on my YouTube. Appreciate. So that. they have to be listening to this to get it. And Jason. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I did not tell you last week, and uh, you earned my trust, and uh, I'm going to ride with you this week. All right, guys. <laughs> awesome. I love it. We have, a, well, Ted, we have a big group play coming on now. So now it's a five-person group play, so we love yeah, it. So. Yeah, this this is a big one. This is a big one. <laughs> there we go. 
I got. Uh, I'm going to be nervous Friday night. Uh, we'll well be thank you, Bruins gear. Really Hockey's back. You How cool is that? I, like I it know. Just ended, and it's back. Yes. I'm, I'm a excited. Panthers fan, so I got a lot to be excited about. What the about. fuck, Ted? What the? Born and raised, <laughs> born and raised in Florida. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I assumed that was coming, but uh, Jockey and I and, and Jason are, are Pence fans. Nico too, actually. We're all we're, we're all Pence, Pence fans. fans. So that's diehard. <laughs> Jason just started watching hockey last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. We really appreciate you coming on again. Looking forward to making some more money with you. Absolutely, guys. I'll see you next week. Hopefully, take care. All right. Well, that about wraps us up for this week. Jockey, why don't you give us a quick recap and take us out? Listen, I hope all of you were listening very closely because we dropped a shit ton of knowledge on all of you. We had great guests today. We have a bunch of squad rides. We're here to make some money. I believe our college game's Friday night, and then going into Sunday, it's going to be one hell of a weekend, and we're looking forward to next week. We're going to have a nice group of guests coming in again, so uh, get ready to make some money. Tune in next week. The boys are getting hot. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter, clutch underscore picks one. Check in the link below for all of all of our guest links. You got to plug those guys. They were phenomenal this week. Can't wait to be back. Tune in. Boys are making money, getting hot. Peace. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm. 